you are listening to the BBC. There was, which there is, like Isotope, okay? So Isotope has Nectar, they have Neutron, they have these programs for mixing, okay? Okay. Now, if I wanted to do uh, a quick, like, okay, let's say I concentrate everything on my lead vocals, but, you know, I got like four layers of, other background vocals, right? Mm-hmm. I would use an AI to do the EQ, all those other ones, to help speed it up. Right. Right? So that's a good purpose of an AI. Right. Yeah, yeah. It could, if if it does that, I mean, because, you know, wouldn't, uh, like, turn, does, turn down your mic a little bit. Oh, it's loud? Yeah, it's a little hot. Okay, what about now? Good. What about um? Isn't that the what's the difference between that and the stock, like uh, mastering thing, right? Isn't that like? Wouldn't that be that? <laughs> you know? No, because there it it actually analyzes the vocals. Okay. So you actually start the program, and it you know while you're playing it, it's hearing the vocals. And it says, oh, okay. And it makes a suggestion to you. And you, you could accept it and work it from there. Yeah, I'm sure it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot of jobs, like in that world. It's, it, it's, it, it, it's been around for a long time, so I don't see, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, I, the thing is, is like if it's a tool used to speed up a process, then yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's uh it's gonna have its negative and it's gonna have its yeah. positive. And the 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 ne- the negative I'm gonna see is that the negative I see is that people abuse it, and you know we start getting a new baseline of of music or recordings where everything sounds kind of it's like a new normal for it, right? And we're like, what the fuck's the difference? Why was music sounding so better? 10 years ago. That's what we're going to say 30 years from now, right? Mm-hmm. Why was music sounding so better in the in the in the 2010s? Oh, because it had a human there. Right. It yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, that's the thing. I'm like, I got to I got to see it, really, cuz I can't I'm I sit there and I try to think about um how good the AI is going to be? Like is it when when people talk about oh, the AI is is really good cuz they can't tell the difference, right? If it's human or if it's it's real or it's by the machine, right? Yeah. So I'm like trying to think about it. You can see it in the art, right? Um that it copies certain artists. Yeah. No, in the in the uh, graphic side, dude, that shit's horrible. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, but it, it, yeah, go on. But like, you know, but then already you already had like like um 
was what is it Squarespace for example templates that kind of you kind of had to yeah, yeah. taking uh, a graphic des- that was a graphic designer's job or you know a, a web page artist the, or whatever the only thing I would say that's not that's not true totally right because you know like uh, Squarespace gives you the layout of the web page but you still have to go in there and put in a stupid amount of work right. to make, you know, images work, to make the, and you can still customize everything, but it does give you a good start to be like, Hey, this is, this is what I would like my page to look like. So, so then you can apply that same like logic where it's like, they made it available for people who had no uh, yeah. education or background in graphic yeah. designer yeah. page layout, and it made it easy for them, right? Yes. But it's going to look like that, right? It's going to look yeah. like you have no experience. It's going to look okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Designer. Yeah. It hooked it up and made it really look dope. Now, with AI now, it's eliminating the graphic designer. I think, I don't know. I have to see something where it's like, I see these images and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But it's not like. It's not. And then it doesn't help. It doesn't help that. It doesn't help that you have, you know, uh, 15 other people wearing spacesuits. Yeah. You know, like, oh, look at me. I wanted to try this AI. Now I'm in a spacesuit. Right, you know, I was I was doing that for so long. Remember your yeah first Alpha Delta, the first Alpha Delta cover I did. I put you in a spacesuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always did that. I always found that cool. And then, like my my image on Instagram is me in a space helmet. Yeah, I'm gonna have to change that now because it's hacky. Uh. Yeah, no, I I think mainly it was a lot. It's a lot of the color choices also that AI uses in that in that generator. Right, right, right. A lot of the purples and the neons, and you know they they like a lot of those. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. I don't like it. I don't, I don't know what that color palette is. I don't want. I want to say it's eighties, but I don't really think so. Yeah, I'm trying to like. I was trying to like do this whole like Latin futurism, you know. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like uh, people are taking the whole. I mean, it's a it's a ju- sci-fi, you know, mm-hmm. the whole space thing. But like, but again, it's like, yeah, I gotta see it, man, because um, we're always afraid of things that that are new. Yeah, right? like for example, when uh, the tractor first came out, like the farmers who or the the people who who like were blacksmith for horses and and they were like yo this is going to kill our whole industry yeah breeding horses or whatever have you and for farms and stuff like that and they started a whole like uh kind of like a movement against tractors yeah and they were saying oh this is going to be the end of this and it did destroy a industry in a way like a lot there wasn't that many blacksmiths around there's not that many um I guess saddle makers like they used to be. Yeah. So, uh, but then people were all afraid of that, you know, and, and the tractor did take over. Right. But then now it's like, you know, what else, you know, they have other machines that are probably taking over the tractor now. Yeah. 
where it's no longer in use. Now they just they you have know. they have different ones where they they're actually poking the ground and in and putting the seeds like no no till uh, tractors now. Yeah, that's eliminating the whole you know the classic tractor where it turned up the, the whole dirt. stuff like that. Which there's they're finding that it's bad. It's better to just you know push the seed in instead of fucking up a whole dirt ecosystem when yeah, you yeah, yeah. up and shit. It's um it is a trip because you know technology for instance, right? Just just in, in general for the, the the technology in general. Uh, you know, uh, the the computer coming into the home. Yeah. yeah. You know, in in our industry, our industry and in our, you know, uh uh the side of of music that we like to do. You know the the fact that we went from, you know, digital. We never we never mess with tape recorders, right? We we never had. We tried to mess with a, a multi track tape recorder back in '01, that was unsuccessful. Um, but then we were lucky enough to get the digital recorder, right? Yeah. And once we got the digital recorder, we seen Hugo and Tito, fucking with the computer already. Right. right right so so then once we seen how much we were struggling and they were making shit hella faster you know we were kind of being silly not jumping onto that track but it was also money right take the whole shit out anyway so welcome to the beat exchange podcast you fucking with charlie chingus and myself by Pavo, and we bring this podcast to you every other week this is pretty much a music podcast. We talk about our lives, the music that we make, and the music that we listen to. And at the end of each show, we do a sample challenge. We take non-traditional samples that you would be using or wouldn't use. Really, you would ignore. You would run f- for the hills if someone said, hey, make this into a beat. Yeah. You, 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 you being you, the producer, would say nah i'm good what do you want me to do with this but us uh, we take those challenges on yep, and there's people that are like oh man i was like i can't couldn't i couldn't make anything and that's fine for you guys yeah. whatever it is. but for us we have to yeah we have to the host of this show we have to by force make a beat out of the shit that we give each other yeah failed but you know we give the opportunity to to uh, those who volunteer the option. <laughs> so, no, I'm good. Hey, dude, did I uh, did I upload that fucking the beat? It, did I not do that? You know what AI is gonna get rid of too? What? It's gonna change the whole porn industry. Why you say that? Think about it. Nah. You know, think about it. I'm thinking, and I'm saying nah. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. Well, okay, you tell me this is my idea, right? Okay. I mean not my idea, my theory. Uh because there's sites now that are AI porn, right? That that you could make whatever you want into an AI porn. It kind of it looks weird. You know, it doesn't look real, right? I've seen uh they just look like anime almost in a way. But they look kind of like realistic, kind of in a, in a way. It just looks weird. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it gets good, my theory is that 
you're going to be able to choose to create your own porn, porn star, meaning you could. Um, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. You could, uh, like anybody. Like weird science. Right. But I mean, um, say there is already a porn star that's like in the future, yeah. you in a, a young Tara Patrick. Uh huh. You could make that. Yeah. Right. You could AI generate that. Or you can say there's someone famous that that has never done porn, right? Mm. And then you can say, I want to see her do that. Yeah. Let's say you're a porn star. You could generate your own shit, but just use your own face, but you're not really fucking. Yeah. Well, the game is already changing currently since COVID, actually. A lot, everything, life, the world's changed since COVID. Let's be real about that. There's a lot of there's a lot of industries that got dead and there's a lot of industries that are in the middle ground still still to to this day trying to find their footing and there's other industries that had to completely change the way they created and go further than what they thought and now we have nothing let's think about let's think about like stores like Target you know where curbside right the option for a curbside pickup was never an option or it was an option but no one utilized it until covid happened now look at it now if i don't want to go into a store i'll just if they get if that store has an option i'm going to utilize that pre-ordering go and pick it up yeah I went to Sam's Club uh-huh. the first time, and that was weird because you pay as you go. Oh, really? I didn't know that. It's like a, it's like a Costco in a way, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and uh, you go in there and you start scanning everything as you put in the cart, and then at the end you pay. Yeah. You walk out. You don't have to stand in line or nothing. I'm like, eventually it's gonna be no clerks. That's something the AI. Is well, that, our store, our retail store, is working on something similar to that, but people still want to interact with people when it comes to buying certain items. Yeah, no, I I never used to do the self checkout till recently. Mm-hmm. I used to be like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I debate on what, well, depending on what I have. Right? Yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with vegetables and fruits that have. Uh, I have to look up the thing. I'm like, fuck you. I'm doing your job. I'm going to the clerk. Yeah. But if I scan a kombucha, you know, know, I got like maybe three items, I'll do it. But if I have like fucking baskets of fruit and shit, I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Asparagus on page 12. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, yeah, I, oh, you always weigh your options, right? Like, do I need, I need 10 things. If I go into Target to get 10 things, I'm going to come out with 15 things that someone's going to catch my eye, right? Whereas if you're just there and you're like, okay, boom, boom, boom. Okay. You're for sure only going to get those items. I, I, I like it. I like the option. And so, so then, you know, you have the adult industry, right? The adult industry had to change its, its protocols. Huh? How did it change though? Well, because, Now, these females who had to rely on these brokers, if you will. Yeah. 
the Brazzers, the, 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 you know, all these other sub companies that are underneath all the bang buses and all that kind of stuff. They had to get, go through these agencies to get brokered. That's no longer the only option in town. A lot of these females never went through that industry and only go through the OF or cam shows. Right. And that's strictly all people know them for. And IG and showing off the goods on IG, whatever, you know, Instagram lets them show. Yeah. And they could just, you know, and you know what? Yeah. You can look up, like I was looking up yoga Mm -hmm. on YouTube and I'm like, oh, Jesus, half of them are just these Instagram models or or like ladies on, 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 on OnlyFans. Yeah. I was like, no, I actually want to see some legit legit yoga my back is hurting you know what i mean but instead i'm just getting a stiffy I mean, well, aerobics was the same way right like like yeah, oh man come on yeah all them 80s aerobic videos that were kind of you know i was like now now my youtube algorithm is like chicks and fucking camel toe and shit nothing but muff showing up I'm trying to look for it you know what i mean I mean, we're all looking for it, but we're not looking. I mean, when I look for it, I'm looking for it, but yeah. like, you know, it's like the the algorithm, the AI is like, oh, here, here, this is what you need. But you know, with the like, since the introduction of the home computer, and then all of a sudden, Pro Tools and all the ones prior that led up to Pro Tools and GarageBand, who pretty much gave anybody with a MacBook a, a studio. Yeah, can you believe that? We were of that era of dial-up that yeah. to download a porn, <sighs> off to it, you would have to wait a week. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible, dude. Just when you got desperate, you yeah. come back on it, and it'll just be like a scene, and all of a sudden, it'll pause in the man's asshole. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, my God. You think... <laughs> Did I wait? Wait, wait, go ahead. No, not no more, but it was delaying again. Oh, okay. Um, so, 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 so right now, I think the, 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 the biggest industry to probably take a big fall for music has to be like recording studios. Yeah, yeah, because it's you people are doing all kinds of sound out there that I mean, it's I think the. Yeah, they're just going to get more expensive, maybe. They've gotten cheaper. Like, I mean, the actual studio time. Maybe yeah, the studio time has dropped in price. Really, like the legit ones, though? Like the- um, I think the, like, the ones that there's a lot in L.A. and there's a lot in, what, like Tennessee, Nashville, that kind of area. I think they're still building ones over there on a constant basis. I heard that within like a, a certain mile radius, there's like 70 recording studios. Wow. Yeah. So it's still thriving in certain parts. Right. Right. But you know, I, there's still, there's still a need, there's still a need for it. Don't get me wrong. Like I still, I still ask myself like, man, I wonder if I, if I should hand this mix off to somebody, you know what I mean? Like, Maybe I should hand this mix off to, you know, the guy that does uh, Hugo's uh, stuff when he messes with Limit. You know what I mean? Like, 
maybe, but then I'm like, fuck, man, I ain't got no budget for that shit. I barely have budget to make uh, my tapes. No, man, you're, you're, the way you mixed the, the album and mastered it, it sounds good to me, dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's gotten better. It's gotten better. Like right now, right right before we talked, I was mixing a, a, a song with well, that Buzzfoot um, uh, through a beat, and then Hugo and, and myself rapped on it. And I'm mixing it, but I'm, I'm trying different things. You know what I mean? I don't want to. Cause you never know what sounds good, right? So I'm just trying different EQs, right? And once you understand the concept, and all it is now is just uh, trial and error. Yeah, and so like right now I'm in an area where I'm like, man, this shit. It's not. Like I don't want to. I don't want to keep. I'm trying to make it sound different, but my ear wants it to sound a certain way. So I'm right. trying to break myself from that. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know what I'm looking for. But anyways. Yeah, so uh, this week is kind of interesting, dude. We had that boy Jerry Springer pass away. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He just passed away. Yeah. Damn. Jerry Springer. How hilarious is that show? Dude, this shit was great. This shit was fantastic. They gave to birth to many... Um... Because talk, talk shows before that was kind of just normal, right? They were just like... Yeah, yeah. He, he's the one that made it raunchy, and then you've seen everybody else follow suit. And, and this is where America, the real American faces, the, the, the garbage yeah. America produces, the same people that are like, you know, are fascinated with Trump. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like the same, like, I mean, I remember watching it and I remember watching it for, I used to be like, oh my God, they're fighting on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, after a while, I was just like, this is, I was like, this has got to be fake. Yeah. This has got to be fake. Well, I don't know if you remember that, that, that dude, was it, was it Jenny Jones? I think it was a Jenny Jones episode where the guy. It was like a secret admirer, right? Yeah. And then the the secret admirer, uh, he he was a gay dude, and he yeah. uh, he the, no they brought this guy on, yeah, and it, they told him he had a secret admirer, and it, when he found out it was a secret admirer, it was this gay dude, and he was like, oh shit, oh whoa, oh my god, he was embarrassed, but later on he killed the dude, right? He murdered his ass. Yeah, because he was embarrassed. Yeah, so so you know, I mean, there was some points where it was real. That was real. Real, yeah. That was real. I don't know how many seasons of Jerry Springer was necessarily real until they said, you know, we need you to come here and act a fool. Garbage people. And then someone had the great idea of Murray to be like, hey, you know what there, <laughs> what there is out there? <laughs> like people fighting over DNA. Yeah, like carnity tests. <laughs> And then it was, it was bananas when people were like, you are not the father. They'll start dancing and shit going back. <laughs> shit will run out. Fucking garbage people. Uh, that shit was great, man. Hey, yo, man, did you watch Ant-Man? The new one or the old one? The new one. The new one. I want to see it because I like that whole kind of like quantum, you know, worlds and shit. 
Yeah, okay. When you watch it, let me know. Okay, you watched it? I watched it. No, speaking of porn, uh, I'm still thinking about, like, do you think, because, you know, of course the VR is going to be a thing soon. It, later. it, it is already. No, but it's, it's gonna, they're going to invent something where it's going to feel like you're, it's real. They have it. It's out there. You know who has it? The, the Japanese have it. What, is it a suit? No, it's a, it's just a, you got your, your VR goggles and then it's got an accessory. You could order an accessory. Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, what, maybe, like, did you watch, um, what was that? That, that move Blade Runner. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which one though? New one, new one. The Gosling one? Yeah, yeah. And then okay. he would project. What's her face in there? Okay. Or just Cuban chick. Uh-huh. Uh, the Armis, right? What if once it gets like that? She's right? Cuban? Yeah, she's Cuban. 100%. Uh, let's say um, when people of, I guess maybe not, maybe our generation or the generation, the next generation, when it starts really like, I guess maybe our generation, let's just say our generation. When we're older and we become senile and we start getting these memories, right? Are we going to be like, oh, man, I used to date this. I used to be with this, you know, telling the great grandkids or something. Oh, Alexa, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) You know, bringing up all kinds of chicks because we probably there's it's so much, I guess, that we probably think it's a real memory. You know? Oh, okay. So you're saying... You're saying that we yeah, we're gonna confuse. Yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Kind of like, kind of like, like Total Recall. Right. Right. So yeah, like we we actually think we had some type of. I mean, man, this girl. Yeah. She was a freak. You know, was like you you never did that. Yeah, that was a porn star. I mean. Grandpapa, that was a porn star. Yeah. What is? Don't talk about your grandmama that way. <laughs> I mean, that could be true. That could be true. So that much, could... you know. I mean, we just, some people do that with movies. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people think some people tell memories about movies that they've watched, and you're like, dude, that's not what we... that didn't happen with us. That was an episode of Friends. <laughs> what are you talking about? We had no monkey in our apartment. Remember that we used to watch this guy naked across the street? <laughs> yeah, like some weird shit like that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it, it's like, like, I, like sometimes I, I, I was like, was that a, a real memory? Or was that a dream? You know, I was like, that was I that dream that or was that a real memory? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you with that. Like, I could definitely see that. Well, people do, you know what's funny? People do that already, in a way, with goals and achieving goals. Okay. Because some people will say, I'm going to, you know, let's say, lose 20 pounds. And they keep telling everybody. Oh, yeah. Lost twenty pounds. I'm gonna. I'm going to lose twenty pounds. I'm gonna lose twenty pounds. Yeah, I'm on a diet. I'm gonna lose twenty pounds. But what ends up happening is that that person says it so much, they already feel like they've accomplished it. 
Oh yeah, okay. Right, so it's almost like a false. It giving you is imp, is implanting positivity just by you telling a person that you did something. And I think that's a lot of uh, a lot. The people that are at fault for that one for letting that slide. They should be like, I mean, what's up with those twenty pounds? Yeah, it could be that, but people get defensive about that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, but even even if it's not that, it could be just like getting a job. Right. Oh, I'm gonna get a job. I'm gonna go back to school. Well, shut the fuck up and just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just I don't need to hear your fucking life plans. Just go out there and do it, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, shit. But what you know by you posting it online, by you like, doing oh, this and that, you've already accomplished it. Yeah, or they might be like, "Oh, I'm holding my." They're gonna hold me accountable because they, you know, in their heads, no one's gonna. Maybe no one tells you anything. Yeah. Maybe someone might, but they might. They might be like, "Well." I gotta work on it. Or forget. <laughs> I those people who who start losing weight. Yeah, and they, that's all of what's they're about. Yeah, it changes their. You know, they start talking about all the shit they do once they start losing weight. You know, yeah. sizing on Instagram and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Then a couple of months later, they're not. They're not about it. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the hardest things, uh, well, for me was uh. When I when I went when I totally quit alcohol, right? When I first totally quit alcohol, I I couldn't tell nobody. I just disappeared, right? Because I knew that that was one of the biggest hurdles that I was ever gonna have to do, not just lose weight, but it was stopping alcohol because it was a fucking problem, right? Yeah. And you get ridiculed. You know, you get what? Why? You get that look on the people's face like, huh? What? What? And, uh, you know, people don't understand your circumstance, right? But at the same time, you used to drink. (laughs) I mean. That's what I'm saying. The initiators. It was like, like, what? You stopped drinking. Yeah. So I had to, you have to step away. You have to step away and it seems like you're running away or you're you're doing some of this and like, oh, he's not around anymore, this and this and that. Nah, you have to you have to cut off until really you could control it. Yeah, no, I yeah, because I, I drink a lot myself and I, I went right back I, I think like was it like five years ago I wanna say I got back on it and I haven't looked back. <laughs> Well, now it kind of like, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not really, it doesn't like, it has to be something new for me to try. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, now it's my wife, dude. I'm like, yo, yo, go get some beer. I'm like, dude, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> it's funny. The, uh, this, uh, mine's is the same way too. Um, Man, if I if I was a real alcoholic, I mean, I drank a lot yeah. in my twenties. I mean, a lot, and in you know mid thirties too. You know, and 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 imagine if if I was like going to the AA meetings and shit. Yeah. And, you know, now my wife is like, hey, I was and, drink. and I was like, okay. <laughs> and, and it, yeah, it doesn't take much to talk us into it. That's the problem, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden we're spiraling, but. I've, I've that that good break, that good break that I had to have gave me, um, 
gave me the bearings and understanding of how to say no, right? It, it allowed me to say, yeah, just a couple. And I could have just a couple. That's, I don't know if I could do that yet. I mean, I can, it depends on who, though. If Let's say if it's all of us together. Well, I think everybody makes an agreement on that point in time. Hey, you're going in. I know. Yeah, I'm drinking nostalgically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, know. oh, shit, we got to get the pictures now. Yeah. And what's the next picture? All right, it's on me, you know? But, like, when it's like if, if uh, like, for example, we went to uh, Oakland uh, Piedmont, a Piedmont Festival in Oakland, huh. they had uh, a beer, kind of like a beer uh, garden, an alcohol garden where you bought this thing and you went to go try whatever beer you wanted. Kept on going back if you wanted to, right? And I didn't go for it because I knew I was driving. Yeah. When has that ever stopped me? You know? You're an adult. Damn, dude. I grew up. You grew up, man. man. I was just like, I was more excited about the fucking arepas. You know what I mean? What is an arepa? It's like a Colombian torta, kind of. Okay, it's like a Colombian popusa, sort mm -hmm. of. But they slice it in half. They make it out of cornmeal, and they stuff it with cheese and, and meats and shit. Like that. Yeah, all right. Doesn't nothing beats the pupusa though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that sounds that sounds heavy and greasy. Like you could only have one. Yeah, I, I had one and a half. That sounds heavy. Oh, the Peroskis are almost the same. You know, so um, I, you know, I was like, I was like, oh, they're doing okay. That's cool. It's funny that it's funny that every culture has a dumpling of sort, right? Like a grab the go and shit. Yeah, like this thing has meat and stuff in it here. Like yeah. uh like uh Argentinians have that choripan wow. where they just put a, a a sausage and they put chimichurri on it, bread, and that's it. That's it. I figure Argentinians have the the other thing, the panadas, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. They have that too. Colombians have that too. I had one of those too. That's their thing. I never heard no chudo pun. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, they, they, they eat a, like at games and shit. That's like their version of a hot dog. Yeah. Like a nice baguette, bread and shit. I never had it, but, you know, I heard it's good. Uh, people say things are good, and then all of a sudden you go get it, and you're like, meh. You have to, I guess you have to be poor to like it. Chimichurri? This is good. It's okay. It's like this fucking olive oil and... Fucking parsley, right? Olive oil, salt, pepper, and pepper flakes. Those red ones. Yeah. I guess, like, if it's on a steak, I could fuck with it. That's what I'm saying. They, they, that's the only time they put it on steak, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, on steak, for sure, I could definitely, like... I kind of have a love-hate with carne asada right now. Ugh. Only because of the fucking price. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I also noticed that... Places don't cut it right, and I don't like having a conversation with people saying, "Hey, dude, this shit's hella thick, bro." Like, yeah, no, you gotta go to your guy. You know what I mean? The ones that cut it nice and shit, and then there's different cuts and shit. Yeah, I don't know enough of the language to fucking go over there and be like, "Uh, El Butcher, can you please make it a uh, zigzag paper?" <laughs> the the one that's good that my my wife's family always get that they turn me on to is this one called this meal, which is uh, it's it's got the fat all around it, so when you cook it, it gets like almost like um, 
a chicharron flavor around it. Mm. Right? And it gives it, it's a because it has a little bit of fat, but it gets crunchy. Okay. Carne asada. And that kind of gives it a chicharron carne asada flavor. You know? Yeah. These people won't go for that, man. They cut all the fat off of everything. I love the, like, yo, I'll eat the fat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely the guy that that goes around the table eating gristle off of people's plates. Um, but I've also probably one of the reasons why every time I eat some red meat now, I gotta pop tums. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, no, dude. I, yeah, I wanted some chicharron, right? I've been wanting some chicharron because I've been seeing this post on Instagram where this dude fucking has this big old chunk of chicharron and puts guacamole on it and eats it like a taco put some chile on it and onion and cilantro and all that shit and i was like yo that shit looks good so i was like let's go get some let's do it and uh i did i could only eat one because after that i was like oh this is that shit is greasy as hell dude. fucking deep fried pork fat i mean or not even pork fat just like pork butt i don't even know what part of the pork it is Belly. The same thing as bacon, but uh, just fried. Oh, so it's pork belly. Okay, yeah, it's salted pork belly and shit. And that shit gave me the itis. I'm like, fuck, this shit took some years off my life. Yeah, I, I definitely. And then I made a, I made a mistake warming it up, like heating up ch- ch- uh, chicharron. That smells like shit. Don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like shit. Just eat it yeah. dry. And cold, dude. You don't want to fucking add. You don't want to heat it up, dude. That shit's horrible. I was like, oh, what is that smell? <laughs> so like, people just like pan fry it, like shred it and pan fry it. No, since they were so thick, right? I did that. I kind of like heated it up on the pan, and the smell was just horrid, dude. My daughter came in angry, like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that little kids really sensitive to smells. Oh, yeah, That's why I send mines over to the bathroom after I use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, speaking of fucking little kids, today I'm at I'm I'm walking at work, right? So I'm delivering. It's kind of hot. It was hot today, you know. Mm-hmm. And I go to this this thing, and it's just like little kid just watering the grass, weeds watering. Fucking crabgrass, just just watering it, and I was like, this little kid was like, little little, he was a little Salvadorian baby, right? Probably three years old. A little Salvadorian, because I knew he was Salvadorian because his mom was inside, not watching him, and she was over there on the phone, and all you could hear is like, "Fijate, Wilmer, quisiera yo, no va, va." Bah, just making noises and shit, right? Not paying attention to this kid. And the, and the little kid, deep-ass voice. Now, all Salvadorians' babies have deep-ass voices. I don't know why. They just do, right? And this little, uh, he's like, he was like, psst. He went like that. He's like, hey. He's he like, fijate. <laughs> and I turned around. I was like, what? This kid fucking shoots a hole, like just uh, drenches my crotch area <laughs> with the water hose. Dude, I was like, fuck, I got, I was like, man, hey, hey, and he just laughed, and I just walked away, and the mom didn't even pay attention and shit, and, I, and it looked like I pissed my pants. <laughs> like, I pissed my pants, and I was like, fucking kid. 
She <laughs> <laughs> just had a deep ass voice, deep man, like a man voice. And I was like, man, fucking little kid, dude. I was it did feel good because it was cold, hot. Yeah. Now it looks like I pissed my pants and shit. Lucky it only looked like I pissed my pants for about a good 15 minutes. Yeah, I could see that. It was it was hot enough today and you'd be walking around enough. Yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, please don't let nobody. I had to have my bag in front of me, you know, my satchel. Yeah. Just so I cover my crotch area. And no one really cares, but, or no one really, no one's looking at my crotch area. Yeah, no one says, hey, man, you see the fucking postman over there? I think he pissed himself. Yeah. I'm probably on some ring camera with a big uh, old. Yeah. yeah, so um, albums that came out, other than that Black Thought album. Oh, dude. I don't think there's anything else. That one was like. Yeah, it's a good listen. It's a good listen through. Everything else has been kind of blase. That first track, dude, I was like, oh, shit. And then the second track, really, I had to like hit repeat. Yeah. It's a, it's a good album. It's definitely a good album. Oh yeah, so that the 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 we delved into Funk Dubious last week. Funk um, Dubious. And uh, you know, I, I go back to listen to uh, what Doobie you be or whatever, um, Son of Doobie, the which was the first album. Oh, with the Bow Wow. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. What is it? I don't remember. But I think that's what Doobie you be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So um I was listening to that interview uh with DJ Lethal. Okay. And he was talking about making that Bow Wow beat. I guess he made that and he said that his dad was the one on the vocoder going bow wow. Bow wow. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, that's tight. Yeah. But dude, like if you think about and it might be because we're just doing research on, you know, soul assassins, right? But that DJ Muggs tree is pretty big. Yeah. I'm hey. almost going to say it's bigger than Dr. Dre. Yeah. I would say that too because Dr. Dre had who, uh, just Snoop Dogg. Who else? No, no, no doubt. There's still important people. Okay, he 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 started NWA. Don't get me wrong about that. Oh, okay. So you're including that? Yeah, all the way back for anything that he's touched. Okay, okay. anything he's touched, and, and and everything that he's done is major. Okay, so he has good home runs, but he's been MIA for a very long time. Okay. Mugs though, and everybody else that he's that's come out of that branch has been the most consistent and giving the most to hip hop. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Especially for the Latin community too. Absolutely. I forget how Funk Doobies was so important to me. When I first heard that that second album, yeah. I was like, oh shit. This is Dope. That second album, that that rock on one. Oh man, totally. She was dope. Totally different, dude. Yeah, it yeah. was hella laid back on that. I didn't know about the. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot about the whole mugs connection. 
And oh, yeah. You're absolutely right with that because, like, yeah, I had no idea that they knew each other that deep. Yeah, right? Yeah. The fact that the first album were a lot of uh, beats that Cypress Hill didn't use for the first album. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Well, 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 what's his name? Manny. What's his name? The. um. There's Ralph. Tomahawk, and then there's the other guy. Ralph M. Oh, Ralph M., right? So Ralph M. was talking about that uh, that Muggs only engineered the album. He helped record them. He helped do this, but all the beats were him. Oh, really? All, all the beats were Ralph M., and, and maybe Lethal might have done like one or two. Okay. Um, it wasn't until... I think the second album that Muggs gave them some more. Really? Yeah, but House of Pain was Lethal, Muggs, and I think that dude T-Ray. Mm-hmm. T-Rail, Matty T. It was some other dude from, from the West Coast, from the East Coast that was contributing the beats. The guys, the... um. The dude that did the production on uh, Black Sunday with Mugs, uh, when the shit oh when the shit goes down, the guy who did that beat when the shit goes down, okay. he did hella soul assassin beats as well. Yeah, and so did Alchemist though. Yeah, Alchem. I don't know when Alchemist got involved and to what era because he was still a baby at that time. I don't know if you listen to that that Fresh Era podcast. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm referring back to. But he was a kid, dude. He was on the bus with Funk Dubious. Yeah. Sun Doobie and all of them. He was an alchemist and some other kid. And they were like... What's his name? Sun. Sonny. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's an actor now or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been an actor. He was on Fast and Furious. He was fucking Hawaii Five O. Yeah, which guy is this? Uh, who? That guy. I don't know who that is. What? Scott Con. James Con's kid. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. You see, he's been in hell of shit. You just, he's just yeah. a guy. Right. You know, he's just a guy. He's not as tall as his dad. You know what I mean? He has like a dwarfism look to him. So he's not gonna stand out as like a you know a dude. That's crazy. Like if you went to L.A., you were. You would probably, if you lived in LA or in, or in those certain areas of schools back then, you probably were going to somebody. Uh, you probably were hanging out with some famous kids. Yeah, that parents were, and and that could be where a lot of people had opportunities to find investors. Mom, yeah, SP twelve hundred. I mean, I did the same thing. I was like, Mom, I want this NPC two thousand. Oh, dude. Fucking my NPC came back to life. What? Yeah. My daughter the other day was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, this thing is an NPC. It's a, it's a beat machine I was trying to explain to her, right? So I was like, let me load up one of these floppy disks with the, you know, I could do that at least. Let me see yeah. if I can do the thing. And then all of a sudden I hit the button. No problem. Huh. I was like, oh, shit. Shit. I was like, oh, man. And then I was like, I got I to gotta find a fucking zip drive. One of those uh, Omega, what are they called? Yeah, 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 you're right. 
like I, I gotta load up, see if I can get all these sounds out now. <laughs> wow, that's that's actually fucking cool. Isn't that crazy? I was like, oh, I was like, I was. You could still use it as a controller, though. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. connect. You could connect it to Ableton. You right. could connect it to the interface and and have it trigger with MIDI. Have it trigger the drums so you could actually do drums like you like to do instead of uh, drawing them in. I don't draw them in. I, I have the the pads on the keyboard. Oh, 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 that's what you use. Yeah, listening to that Dilla, because uh, you sent me that Dilla today. Oh, that album, uh-huh. It's, it's dope. You know, I was thinking, though, I was like... I never listened to that one before, though. Welcome to Detroit. Either. The MCs... Um, Garbage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... Garbage. They sound like us when we're freestyling. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think that's what they did. They just freestyle the whole album. But the beats are dope. Beats are dope. I have to. I was gonna say that. I was like, man, a lot of people always talk about that was Dilla, by the way, rapping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like they talk about his um, his drum programming. Yeah. Special. But to, when I hear it, I'm like. I don't hear it off beat. I always hear it on beat. You know, I've never understood. Like people, they say that a lot of, like even drummers, they're like he changed yeah. the drummers how they play. The so the book, the book is definitely the book is definitely like leaning towards a lot of that. You know, and that's why I gotta take. I gotta like maybe take a drumming class or something to understand. I what I think. I'll be honest with you. What I think it is. Um, what I think it is is that when when you were first making beats, no quant, n never quantized. So all the beats were just slightly off always. Mm -hmm. Nothing fell on the grid, right? We didn't even know what a grid was. So when you were making beats, it was like we were always used to just off drums, you know, during the whole melodic era check one era whenever you did the beats during the all the early break of dawn stuff none of those yeah. not, no quantizing was ever used in those things at least not to our knowledge yeah you know what i mean most of them were just winging it a lot of it so i think that's why everything like rhythmically sound it's kind of like i put it to you like this when when um Pliny the Elder came out, right? When Pliny the Elder came out, it was, or or even like one of the Lagunitas IPAs, right? The Lagunitas okay. IPA. It was, it was pivotal to the game because you're like, what the fuck is this? This has got flavor. Now when you go back to those original IPAs, you're like, meh. Because your palate has, you know, you've been exposed to more. Yeah, right. but even before, right? Because I, I, um, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not impressed or anything like that. I'm, I'm saying like when people say that his drumming was crazy, I'm because it was off. But I'm like, I don't hear it off. I always thought it made sense. I was like, this shit sounds dope. Like it, it the, it, to me, it had a bounce to it. I was like, I, don't I think know. that's what they're referring to is that bounce. Yeah. That that bounce was something that he he kind of like motivated he he that that air that pushing 
of that snare, what nobody was doing that. When you go listen to John Bonham, you play, mm -hmm. he had that, that bounce too, you know? And I'm like, that's why I'm like, kind of like, I, maybe I need oh, to. And, and also the fact that, it, that people, could, people weren't able to do it on the machine. Maybe that's what it was. That's what it is. That he was making those machines do, to do it. Right, I see. Maybe yeah. That yeah, that's that's what I'm coming coming to understand. That it wasn't what he was doing is what he was what he was using to make it happen. Mm. So it was a game changer. But the book is the book is the book so far is uh is pretty dope. It's pretty yeah. dope. Read it too. I got it on the the queue too. Yeah. He, he um he it's crazy i didn't realize how many uh you know the whole soul aquarians thing the fucking uh the d'angelo shit all that shit he was in there he was doing it yeah he didn't get um i think he didn't get credit for yeah you're right music and and they kind of fuck with him, but he did take credit for for some song I don't remember because I heard the author talking about um about the book and how he wrote certain of things that that happened like him taking some other song mm -hmm. I don't know if it was a Q-tip song or something like that that he took you know credit for it, but he didn't do the beat yeah. You know, he spoke about that. I'm like, oh shit! I'm gonna listen to that. I haven't. I never listened to that Q-Tip album. Which one? The one that his solo one. Renaissance. Uh, the is that the one? The breathing stop. Um, the vibrant thing. The one that. Yeah, has that one. You know what? I I listened to it once. It's it's not that bad. People hated it, but I was like, yeah, okay. It's it's we be clubbing. You know, it's the we be clubbing. It's the era when that shit came out. Everyone was listening to the That's true. That is true. Anyways, okay, let's get into this. Um, let's get into the beat exchange, man. Okay, so this is the part of the podcast where we're gonna start off. We're gonna show off the beats that we made from the week prior's choices. Um, we. The, the rules goes, we introduce a sample to each other. We have to take that sample. We have to make a beat out of it using whatever instrument that we want to use to make it. Um, only adding drum percussive elements. You can't add any other instrumentation. You can't do anything from there. Everything has to be from the sample itself. And why do we make it that way? That's what you're asking. You said, what? I wanted to add this synthesizer. I want to add this moog or something. But the problem is, that takes up too much time. So we want to make this a very concise effort on your part not to take up too much time. Take the fucking shit, flip it as quickly as you can, and just let it go. But also, it's a, it's a, it's a good exercise to have minimal. Yes. Just having the sample and see how you can reconstruct it. Yeah. Sample. Like I was listening to Pete Rock the other day, and he was talking about doing uh, "Reminisce Over You" and where he got those samples from. Right. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Amazing. I was like, "Man, to think about 
getting this from here and getting that from there, getting that from there. I haven't done that in so long. Dude, it's ama- it's amazing the years that those those early producers had. And memory, because they were like, he had to remember it. Like, oh, this horn would fit in this section with this this guitar part or something to do that. Now imagine with us, it's like, here's a sample. Get as much, you know, out of this sample that you can. Flip it. See how hard that shit is. Or easy. Or easy. Yeah, sometimes they're easy. Sometimes they're easy. Sometimes they're difficult, like the Charles Manson one. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get into this shit. Let me uh, do the screen share real quick. Oh, my God. Share sound. Let's do this. Oh, my God. Also, uh, if you guys don't know, um, Volume 5 came out. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. Volume 5 came out... um, a couple of volunteers. It has uh, Chef Mike's on there, uh, uh, Robert Hill, Dope Digger, all these people that that participated in the Big Exchange. Thank you to them. Um, and yeah, what we do if you do participate and you're cool with it, we put it in a, a in um, in a B tape. We have Volume Five out. You know, there's one through five already, and uh, the you know the B tapes are about thirty beats long. You know, I had to, I had to, I had to like choose, not choose, but I had to like, kind of like, um, uh, like lower it. Cause I was like, it was, we already had like over like 50 beats already that we've done. Yeah. 30 and just keep it at 30 for every volume. You know, I mean, some of the volumes are like 40, you know, whatever, but, uh, yeah, keep it, I'm gonna keep it 30. It's about 40 something minutes. Um, one of my favorite ones was uh, Robert Hill. He flipped. Um, it's not easy being green. Mm. That was one one of my favorite flips out of this session because uh, the 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 past flips. I mean, because it, it made me it makes me laugh. You know. And so go listen. This is a real B and H customer. Can you hear that? Yeah, it's pretty loud. Go Photography ahead. to the next level. She's an artist. to make. Yeah, it's available only on Bandcamp. Only Bandcamp. And it costs the uh, same amount as a uh, coffee at Starbucks. Yeah, it definitely. And we use it mainly just to uh, make sure we keep keep the website open. This one, right? Okay. <laughs> There's a time for living. The time keeps on flying. Think you're loving, baby, and all you do is crying. Can you feel? Ah, those feelings real. Look at your game, girl. Look at your game, girl. What a mad delusion. Living in that confusion. Frustration and doubt. Can you ever live without? First of all, it wasn't that bad listening to him. Right? Made you want to join the cult? <laughs> I mean, I, I like the song. I really did. I was like, okay, I, I could deal with this song. It's it's enjoyable. Yeah, it made me, I was like, I heard that he 
that he made music, right? And yeah. I, I imagine that shit to be crazy. Now, if you go listen to other stuff, you can say, oh, okay, he's losing it here, right? But this song, when I heard it, I was like, wow. I was like, you, you could really like, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a good song. Yeah, it was a, definitely a good one. Had me singing it. me two days to do it because okay. i the first day i just chopped it up and i was like okay uh uh let me let me see what's uh let me see what i could do what sounds are in there and there wasn't shit <laughs> and there wasn't shit and and i was like god damn dude and i was like okay i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to like play with his voice yeah, yeah. He, held, he held some notes Right. right. Um, so I'm like, okay, you know, he he he's holding some notes. Maybe I could fuck around with that. Uh, but I don't know. It nothing was coming. Nothing coming. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna do the best. I'll use the guitar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll use the guitar strum, and then I I I just use. Let me try to use some stabs with his vocal. Yeah. You know, and just hope that. I could add enough variation with the with the percussion, so it's a lightweight cheat, but I had to, I didn't have much to fuck with. So no, that's dope, dude. That's dope. It makes sense. Are you still using your hands when you put on? Shut up. Also, uh, send the the beats to uh, Beat Exchange podcast on Gmail, and also um, make them a, a minute long, a minute thirty long. Yeah, this is what I gave Charlie.
I, you know what? I didn't get a chance to even dig on it. So I don't know too much about this band at all. But I like, I thought it was Wings, right? Because he has a Paul McCartney sounding voice, you know? Oh, okay. So, and then Wings kind of has that same vibe in the 70s and shit like that. But yeah, I'm definitely have to go listen to I, that that whole phrase. I was trying to use it, but I couldn't. Hold your, hold your head high. Or hold your head high. Before. Like where he's like, do, 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 that part. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I use it, but it had no luck. I was like, oh, fuck, can't get it. And then you know what it reminded me of? Uh, five to one. Uh, I think that's what it's called, that door song. That five to one, baby, that one. Oh. What's his name? Used it. Jay-Z used it to battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he won that battle. When he heard the doors, I was like, yo. I'm going to go back and listen to uh, Nas's second album. That's on, oh, okay. that's, on, that's on my list this week. Illmatic? Uh, no, not Illmatic. Um, I listened to that a lot. Stillmatic? Uh, no, not Stillmatic. It was uh, Nas's like, or I am Nas, or Nas I am. I don't know. <laughs> Nas I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Charlie did. Oh, dude. I wanted to keep the that same. Yeah. That boom, boom. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that came out dope. That definitely came out dope. I'm going to, I'll cut them and paste them in in the edit. I have to turn it up a little bit. Um, uh, and also, uh, man, well, the only thing I was having trouble in that I, I sampled, I think, the little beginning organ. And I think when I added something to it, it had like a. Like a, like a, a static, you know. Oh, is that what I? Oh, yeah, it sounded like a static, right? So I just left it in. I was like, oh fuck it. Oh, I couldn't really tell. Yeah, if you listen, to it, it just sounds like really 
Static. So energy. what I given you this week, I don't even remember how the song sounds like. For some reason, I said I think I need to keep this song, but it's Genesis. Yeah, that's another band I want to listen to. Yeah, this is Genesis. I don't know what year this is, but here he is. The chamber was in confusion. All the voices shouting loud. I can only just hear a voice quite near safety. He's helped me through the crowd. Said if I helped her through, she could help me too. But I could see that she was holding blind. From a pale face and a pale skin. A moonlight shines. Lady White Lee. She gonna take you through the turn of the night. So now I know why I saved it. Um, that little that little part there. Well, you know, uh, I listened to. I thought Genesis was like an '80s band, so I never really looked into it. Uh huh. So, but this is like, yeah, this is this is early on with Phil Collins. I think this is when Phil Collins first stepped in or first stepped up. One of the two. Phil Collins, the guy's name. Uh, I don't remember the other guy's name, but. Sledgehammer, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, but I think Phil Collins was a drummer as well. They're like two big egos, and I think they, you know, went their separate ways. Cause could very well be. What did you send me? Let me see if I can play it. Okay. Never heard this song. Never. Never heard this song. So. Okay. I, there was a song that I want to give you, because this man just passed away today. Hear it? Yes. It was a zombie jamboree took place in a New York cemetery. It was a zombie jamboree took place in a New York cemetery. Zombies from all parts of the island. Some of them was a great Calypsonians. Although the season was carnival, get to in Bacchanal and they singing back to back, belly to belly. I don't give a damn, done dead already. Oh, back to back, belly to belly at the zombie jamboree. I hear you talking back to back, belly to belly. Don't give a damn, done dead already. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Harry Belafonte. Remember, we used to want to be called Charlie Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, all right, yeah, you always said, yeah, my catchphrase is going to be banana. <laughs> I was like, okay, dude. <laughs> You're reaching kind of hard there. Yeah, he passed away, man. Yeah, uh, the kids were like, he was like, Dad, who's this guy, Harry Belafonte? And I was like, oh, man, he's the guy who sings, you know, called Mr. Tally, man. They're like, oh, okay. And then I was like, yeah, why? He's like, oh, he just died. He just died. I was like, oh. No. <laughs> well, yeah, that song is going to hit all the things that I hate. 
<laughs> I hate Caribbean rhythms. Give that song. <laughs> I absolutely hate Caribbean rhythms. I don't know why. I was gonna give you that that banana song, dude. I, I'm glad you gave me a different one. It'll, it'll give me a chance to go listen to him. Yeah, he had a great voice. Oh, absolutely. And uh, he was what? West Side Story? Was that also what he was in? He was an activist. Yeah. Oh, and he was, you know, no, he wasn't. No, that was Sidney Poitier. I was going to say that he was in, in the Night of the Living Dead. Not wrong, dude. <laughs> that was not Sidney Poitier in Night of the Living Dead, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that guy's name, too. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well that sounds cool. I mean, I'll get down and busy with that. Hey, you wanna join in? You wanna you wanna go, come and, and say, hey, I could take on that challenge. Why not? Well, let me tell you why. Because it's difficult. So if you want to test your skills, if you want to say to yourself, yeah, uh I think uh I think I could I could do this. I think I could show my skills on my machine. So how can you do this easily? Head over to the Beat Exchange Podcast.com. I think that's what it is. And then uh, send us an email at beat exchange podcast at gmail.com. And then you'll be able to check out the uh, what the samples are. Hit us up if you have any questions. You listen to this episode, you already know what it is. Pick one, pick both, do whatever you want to do. Hey, also available as a phone number if you want to give us a call, 415-504-2854. Leave a voicemail there. Make any suggestions that you want. Let us know that, that you're out there listening and that you're alive. Yeah, share, rate, subscribe, help us out. Yeah, help us out, baby. Also, Bandcamp. Let's go to the Bandcamp page. Bandcamp is the Beat Exchange Podcast at Bandcamp.com or .Bandcamp.com. Oh, I like this little Beat Exchange thing. I, this is my first time looking at this webpage. Yeah, I did that. It's tight. I like that. It's kind of like a... Um, He's AI. You got Charlie Ching is doing the fucking graphics. Fucking three's, three's company letters. <laughs> yeah. I like it, though. I like that B, though. Yeah, V looks pretty. I did. I use, I'm using it for that B for uh, the post too on Instagram. So yeah, check like, that out on Instagram. Yeah, I like that B. The P is sick too. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. So go over to the Bandcamp and then figure it out there. Yeah. Also, you know, you can reach us through Instagram. You know, DM us. Absolutely, Charlie Chingus. He has an Instagram page. Uh, he who would not be mentioned also has a website. HugoMonster.com is where you're gonna go find him stuff. And then I think he has cassette tapes still available for the Trial and Error album. So go ahead and ask him about that. Uh, I myself, I am Pavo at Pavo Music is where you'll find me. At Charlie Chingus is where you'll find him. If you have any questions, hit one of us up, and we'll, you know, yeah. more than willing to help out. Yeah, share everything. Oh. We like you know, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and remember, delete your browser history.